Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. This is Boys Don't Cry with my guests, Susie Ruffle and Larry Dean. We're talking about marriage, the institution of marriage, what it means for men and women. Is it still relevant? And now I want to talk about weddings. Why do they cost so much? Why do we feel the need to make them cost so much? And what do they mean when we stand up and get married in front of people? Why can't we just go to McDonald's and have a party afterwards for a fiver? What is it about the expense of it that's so important? Because I think there's an interesting thing that we've not covered about women and men getting married is that traditionally, and I'm talking sort of exclusively about straight couples now, um, gross, jokes, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I know, honestly, some of my best friends are straight. <laughs> so and, which bit is the willy? Which bit? Um, <laughs> what goes into where? I just, I just like it if people match. I like a matching set of things, and it's the same I'm with my husband. I'm feeling that. Um, <laughs> just, so, I think the thing that we've not discussed Go is for it. so much of it is we, we, when it comes to weddings and when it comes to marriage for straight people, it's all down to the bloke to propose to do it. And so, I feel like that thing we were talking about earlier of like the haunted woman, which I think maybe we shouldn't call her. Because of but you must have seen feminism. it. Well, it, it, it but, might be a dis, it might be a distasteful phrase, but you must have seen it. But I know I hate I, know, I hate to see it, but there is yeah, this sort of panic. I know look. women that are sort of are in relationships and they they really want to marry. They really want to get into that next stage. But it feels like it's all up to the man because traditionally men are the ones propose. And so I think that's something that I think that that's traditionally in straight couples. I think that's where women have much less autonomy. So we don't know how fertile we are. We, you know, we know after 35, women become a lot less fertile. We know that we're at our most fertile, like, you know, when we're in our late teens. And also we potentially don't have the choice about let's get married because it historically has been something that a man would suggest. So I feel like that's something that means, I, I don't know, I guess that just means that women have a lot less autonomy when talking about deciding to start a family because often it's been up to the man to make that decision and then the woman will go, great, I want that as well. So, brilliant insights. Men get to drive the speed and, st- and structure of the process. 
but women are the ones who have more to lose. So it's like a double unfair. <clears throat> well, yeah, Paradox- you- paradoxically, as God, soon as sorry. the engagement finger, as soon as the engagement ring goes on the finger, men retire into the shadows and do nothing whatsoever and drive nothing. I mean, that is another stereotype that maybe we should talk about. I I was sort of slightly involved in the food at the wedding, but not in a kind of sexist way. Lindsay wanted to run that shit, and I I felt it would be wrong for me. Hang on, guys, equality. I'm going to control what colour the flowers are so I can make a point about sociology. I was like, do you know what? If, If Lindsay wants to run that shit, let her run that shit. So it's weird. I totally agree. Men get to drive the proposal speed process, commitment process. And then weirdly, the women sort of take over the the marriage process, the wedding process itself. Do yeah, you... I think I think that's yeah, yeah I, I think I'd say that's true. And, you know, I can only speak from who proposed and, who proposed to whom Josh. then with two girls? Susie? How does it work? Well, how does I mean, it work with two girls? Look. <laughs> Hold on. Let so me just get comfortable and let me turn yeah, off. Yeah, I was going to say, Russell, can I see both of your hands? <laughs> I'm going to turn off Larry's Zoom and I'm going to get comfortable. Um, <laughs> so when two girls love each other very much. Um, so Alice asked my mum for her permission, even though my dad's alive. Real fuck you to my dad. <clears throat> oh my god. Um, out of order. And, um, <laughs> and then my mum sort of let slip that Alice was going to do that after she'd had a few drinks. Oh, nice one, By Mom. sort of going, I'm, you know, just so you know, me and your dad are totally cool with you and Alice if you wanted to get married. And it sort of come out of nowhere. Spoiler alert. Yeah, a bit of a spoiler alert. So what ended up happening is I knew that Alice was planning on proposing. I knew we were going away for a yeah. weekend. I sort of thought maybe that will happen there. And so then what I did was I went to Hatton Garden and bought a ring and just had it with me. And then as soon as she was like, do, do you want to get married? And I said, yes, but if I wear this, you should probably wear this. And That's so easy. I had a ring to give her as well. A double proposal. It was kind of like a double proposal. Both, both hands was, at the same time. I mean, I can't think well, of a I mean, gesture to represent that. No, and also that's a, um, that, is, that is a lesbian porn I wish I hadn't watched. But... <laughs> lesbian hand porn. I proposed to um, you, yeah, do you like that? Uh... <laughs> So, um, but I mean, that yeah, is getting. So, I think we should pause while most people listen to this. Just Google lesbian hand porn and discover to their disappointment it isn't a thing. I mean, it might be for all we know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we. But I would say that um, Alice was the one that was like doing all of the. She was doing a lot of the organising when it came to the wedding. She's a very organised person and she's very good with spreadsheets and money and budgeting and all that sort of thing because that's sort of what she does for a job. And I'm shit yeah. at that sort of you're, thing. You're, you're like, still a student but pretending you've got a career called stand Well, yeah, Same exactly. I'm like, well, I, I mean, pre-pandemic, I was really pretending I had a career. <laughs> now, I'm just a student. But that's what stand-ups are. We go to university and think, how can I do this for the rest of my life? <laughs> I know, I'll put stand-up comedian on my CV. <laughs> Um, so she was, yeah. So it was, but yeah. I think that I think it's different when it's two when it's same sex people. But I would but, say that that biological clock, the desire to settle down and have kids, like they call it often the lesbian urge to merge. <laughs> so like, it's like, like you know, you like, like lesbians settle down quickly. Like it's a cliche, but cliche. A lot of cliches are there for a reason. Hmm. So within six months, Alice and I were living together. 
Within two years, we were engaged. Now we're three years down the road. We should be married by now. I've just realised I must be a les- lesbian then. Not only do I have an excellent haircut for it, but that's my exact timeline when I'm married. <laughs> let, me, let me see your shoes. Let's see oh how comfortable your shoes are. Uh, <laughs> but are they Birkenstocks? No, they're because not. Because if they are... It's worse than that. They've got an orthotic bump in for my flat feet. Form a queue, ladies, and then begin masturbating. I've got an orthotic flip-flop on. <laughs> There is a class divide between a working class and a posh wedding. Larry, will you be having a posh wedding? And if so, what would it look like? I honestly don't get why... Because everyone knows everything's overpriced for the weddings. And I don't get why people like... Because I get it if you're rich, splash out, go mental. But when people pay all that money and it's like they're going to be poor for the next two years, it's like surely you would rather... Like, have a great two years rather than one amazing day. I think, honest, I've, I watched Father of the Bride loads when I was a kid, and I thought, I may as well just do that. Like, just have a nice big house, and then just... Because also they had to do, uh, what do you call it, uh, like, it, home improvements. So you may as well mix up your wedding with your home improvements. I, get, I, tot- I agree on this. Posh or working class... When I said to Lindsay, when we started the marriage, I went, the, what the UK average is for a wedding... That's your ceiling, regardless. It's just so obscene to go beyond. I think it's, at the time it was like 16, 17 grand. To me, I can't get my head around spending that now on Now it's on like 25, easy. Yeah. Um, but the the idea of a, not posh as in the amount you've spent, Susie, but I come from a very, very working class, a lot of people grew up in council, I grew up in council. And so it was just a matter of no matter how posh and middle class the day started there was inevitably the cousin who sort of ripped his hotel room out people <laughs> vomiting in bushes there wasn't any fights but there was you know we had to get a, there was someone standing up on a coach going oh, fucking russell's cousin oh, fucking mate there's a few people like that at the wedding um oh the data in the report shows that the current average cost of uk wedding is now sixteen thousand and five pounds oh, compared to last year's it was Average cost of fifteen one seven one. Why is that fiver going on? That's your Uber home at the end. <laughs> but would you would you be worried, Susie, that you're? I mean, you're from uh, Portsmouth. Um, I don't want to make assumptions, but um, is it going to be? I've definitely got like yeah. I would say it that, not, like, it's not going to be philosophers and barristers at the wedding, is it? No, 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 it won't be. It'll be sort of uh, scaffolders and car dealers. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, when Alice and I were planning our wedding, we were very aware of how expensive a wedding is. So we were doing it in this little old theatre. We weren't having a sit-down dinner. Food trucks were turning up and people would go and get, like, pizzas and bits and pieces like that. Annoyingly, that complies with social distancing of food truck outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and it was just a party to dance and and to have loads of fun. But, yeah, I would say that I have friends and cousins and uh, certainly people I grew up with that are... That, that wouldn't, like, for us, it was really important that we got our deposit for our flat before we even thought about getting married. Mm-hmm. And I know loads of people that have got married and then been absolutely fucking brass. Yeah, let's go back to my mum and dad's house. We're married, but still living with our parents. Well, yeah, or, like, living in a house share, which is totally fine. Like, no, like whatever people want to do totally makes sense for them, and that's wicked. But for us, it was like, well, I want to make an in- investment in our life and our world together and what our day-to-day is like, like Larry was saying before spending loads of money on a day. And I think it is kind of a working class thing to go, no, maybe not a working class thing, but I think weddings are showing off, aren't they? And it's sort of yeah. going, look what we can afford. Yeah, yeah. Even the chairs are wearing dresses. That's why. Like we fucking smashed that, this. You've hit it on the head. That's why, Larry, that's what happens. 
it's it's part of ma- marriage is yes it's this lifelong commitment all the lovely things we've spoken about but part part of the reason is if two people equally in love if two couples equally in love get together and one couple gets married and one doesn't statistically the one that is married is more likely to stay together not just because they feel bad and they have to they just are statistically more likely to have a successful relationship and there is some theory that there's something deep rooted in humans to do with ceremony and witness and standing up and ritual that we've lost a long time ago which is why people still believe in all kinds of bizarre shit where that part of our brain's malfunctioning and the act of standing up in front of everyone you care about putting dresses on the chairs spending every penny you've got is a sort of investment a seeding fund pardon the pun into the investment of your relationship which answers your question Larry about why people would spend so much bloody money on it because it's the most important thing you'll ever do it's a crock <laughs> here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full time gig underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short term plans at uh1.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live. from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you and with burrow you always get fast free shipping get up to 60% off during burrow's memorial day sale at burrow.com/acast that's burrow.com/acast burrow.com/acast <laughs> I, I, I can't like, if I'm at a wedding that's been too much splashed out I get stressed on the couple's behalf <laughs> and I think you're both you're both doomed because you're gonna you're wasting you're wasting so much money because also I, I don't get I don't I've never ate food at a wedding as well that's fancy and thought this is better than a sausage roll no. Yeah, I think food at a wedding is a real issue. Well, this is this is what we should talk about. Now, I've I've been to a few recently. Oh, I suppose a bit be careful what I say here, which is fine. If it works for you, but <laughs> you know when you have tiny starter like one p on a rive eater, and then you have some speeches, and you're like, mate, my ass is eating my fucking trousers here. Darren's turned into a skeleton. Get all of the food and drink done, then let's all laugh at the best man's stand up. you know tiny bit of food one speech main course one speech there is a real difference with how people view the food at the wedding would you do susie susie okay. ruffles you're the most inactive wedding service are you going to do all the food followed by the speech or are you going to make people sit there going please shut the fuck up and feed us while you no, talk no i think what we were doing food, the plan was champagne food speeches dancing that's it that is the bollocks 
That's it's the way to you, do it. Stand up. You've done you've done enough comedy clubs to know that the food has to exactly. be the Exactly. Well, exactly. And I don't want to watch a front row that's being delivered burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and what about? Because we've all had those gigs. It's tough to open the glee. So when, fine, I'll say it. <laughs> so wait. So you do your food and your speeches. That could be as late as two, three, four o'clock. But you've got your second lot. Your fake friends who are going to turn up at eight p.m. The fake ass ones who didn't quite make it. It's like I can take you to judges' houses, but I can't take you to the live finals. That lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to some weddings where that lot don't get fed. There's some like little fucking cheese board or something in the corner. Like I, when I'm fake ass friend at the 8 p.m. wedding, at least put some sandwiches out. You've got to feed people twice at a wedding, right? We were doing cake stands, donuts, sweet treats. So that was that's, that sort of. But is that not good enough? That's good. Of course, that's good enough. Okay, fine. You go. If I'm going to be eight pints in, if you, especially if it's a dancing wedding at midnight, you know, you go, come on, guys, you ate at four p.m. It's like I'm not on a fucking keto diet. Bring me a sandwich now, or a donut, or a cake. Larry, have you ever been to a wedding and not been fed? Um, I've been to my brother's wedding and they forgot that I had an allergy, so I couldn't eat anything anyway. What so is I your allergy? Can we inquire? Jump out. I can't have dairy, so like the the salmon. The, there was a starter had cream in it. The main course was like a fucking macaroni, <laughs> like macaroni cheese. Four cheese macaroni. Um, I, I mean, it's like that. the worst things they could pick. <laughs> I had some parsley on it or something. Okay. Of what about this beef? And, uh, Stroganoff what? with double cream. You can. <laughs> <laughs> so I Larry, take the hint. They didn't I, want you there, man. Just maybe if we feed him dairy, he'll lock himself in the toilet at least. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So I just bought around the corner to uh, to Tesco. So I, they were all having their dinners and that, and I was eating a Tesco meal deal. Oh, mate. But I was a happy one. Three pounds? No, not at all. I, I, I genuinely I prefer a Tesco meal deal than all that fancy stuff. Three pounds three pound for that bargain. Okay. Take the boy out of Glasgow. Um, <laughs> I love it. It doesn't, doesn't mess up my stomach at all. So I had that at the wedding, and I kind of enjoyed that um, a lot more. Because also, I just... You know when something's so expensive, it, I just find it really difficult to enjoy really? it. I think it's, it's mad it's how much... The, I think you're right. It's mad how much people spend on food at weddings. It's like... It's insane that people are... are, are showing off to people that know them in real life. That's what we were like. We were like, this wedding needs to be like really about us. And really what we were like doing and just fun and really laid back. But I, I find it really weird when people that like... Friends that you know have been sick into a waste paper bin in their office because they're so hungover after a night out and now going and now like wearing white pretending to be a virgin holding the flowers like having a like you know having their fathers like I get it we all like buy into the to the day but and you're sort of like showing off to people like not showing off but sort of feel, and I think often it's because you feel like you have to mm. like people are like well we're going to have to have a wedding at a really nice wedding venue and we're going to have to have this and like oh god we should have that and we should have this and actually I think if you want to get married fuck it do it your own way Boom. and make it fun so there's one subject I really want to cover that is so divisive whether you're attending a wedding how getting married and that's overseas versus domestic now, Lindsay and I, we got married in South Spain, of course we did, or, or the UK as I like to call it. No, we got married in the south of Spain, which is great because as soon as you start inviting people to the wedding, you can virtually laminate a piece of card which says, we would invite you, but we're only having a few people because it's overseas. It is an absolute cleanser of the out of the sort of fringe friends. Whereas if you're getting married in the UK, 
there's a lot of fallouts and I didn't get invited and all this political bollocks you have to go through. Have you been to a wedding abroad, Larry Dean? And what's and England doesn't count, by the way. And what are your views? <laughs> <laughs> although, although by this time next year, it freaking will the way we go. Uh, what are your views on it? Uh, I know uh, exact. I completely agree of that. It's amazing cleanser of the, also the people that kind of. But the only thing is, it's always just stuck with the ones that are close. That's the op, the kind of bad point about having it overseas. I've actually never had. I've never been to a wedding overseas. I've never been to invited to a wedding overseas, but I think, but I even think the thing that I would have an issue with is like I probably the countries I would want to have a wedding in would be ones that other family live in. Um, but then the issue with that is some you know when you like it was Susie you know I mean you know when you go oh I'd love to go to that country let me just quickly Google whether or not it's legal to be gay in that country <laughs> so I've got family in Iran and I love Iran but I'm thinking getting married there well it'd be a good PR yeah. move yeah. I get on BBC News for one it's quite an but... extreme example <laughs> I mean I don't think there's many people who are straight going well I feel completely safe in Iran I'm going to head over there with my opinions right now <laughs> Dubai then get, get no, off the no, plane it's... it's a bit warm today <laughs> you have blasphemed the sun prison <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dubai would be a classic example, wouldn't it? I mean, the D- Disneyland and then behind the Disneyland displays is all a bit hatey. Um, so uh, what do you think? Uh, foreign w- weddings, Susie, would you do it o- overseas? And also, um, there's one other fa- factor about the overseas wedding, just to, just to throw in there. A domestic in- British wedding, you normally turn up midday, watch them get married, get wanked all afternoon, nice bit of food, dance, dance till everyone drops. Overseas wedding, you cop the Friday as well. And what happens on the Friday, believe me, it happened with my lot, is everyone gets properly fucked up the day before the wedding. And you don't really do it justice day of. I went to a wedding last year in Italy. One of my best friends got married. And it was great. It was really fun. We did have... Did you have the night night before mash-up? Yeah, we had a bit of it. But I think... um, I I mean, some people might have got hammered, but I didn't. Because I had like things to do the next day. I was you weren't the best. Sort of the MC of the wedding, and then I was like also in Wait, the you, you compared party. a wedding. It was it was yeah, Jeff Whiting getting no, married. No, I was sorry. <laughs> was Jeff Whiting getting married. <laughs> but so I was. I had like lots of things to do, and I felt sort of nervous because I had to give a speech as well. So I think that I'm probably. Right. I was being quite well behaved. Um, is there more pressure? Do you think on a it's not a very accessible question for everyone listening, but I think they'll be fascinated to know because I get asked it a lot. Is there more pressure on a comedian to deliver a good speech at a wedding? Will you find it hard to stand up there at your wedding and be Susie? Because it's all the people you give a shit about and love. Even people I've known since I was at primary school, they still look at me now and think, oh, you're a comedian. You are looked at differently when it comes to monologuing and speech. Yeah, I think that there's a little bit of that. I think that... um... But I think I think at a wedding you go sentimental rather than trying to be funny. Yeah. I think often people that aren't stand-ups would give much better speeches and yeah. do a much better best man's job because it's brilliant when it's a surprise how good it is. Yeah. That's the thing. And so I felt a little bit of pressure at that wedding last year. I only gave a short speech, but I really wanted to do a good job. But when but and when a family member stands up first and they're properly funny, but in a natural yeah, then it's like, oh, fuck, father fuck, of the fuck, bride fuck, way. Fuck. And you knew it's like, well, wait till you hear the stand up then. They're absolutely going to rip it. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I can't deal with that. So, but do you, do you find that, would you find that the pressure, Larry, to a wedding to be the, to be the funny one? I do. 
I had to, what's it called? I had to do the speech from, uh, I was the best man at my brother's wedding and my brother left the priesthood to get married to this woman. So all his, all my brother's like uni mates, right, are all priests. Right. <laughs> so I had to do this, this, what's it called? This five, ten minute speech. Told, it was actually all right to be fair. The, the, but you know what we were saying before the record that sometimes it's like the jokes that comedians like, the audience don't particularly like, but it's just because we've done comedy so long. So wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. Your brother's I, a I priest, can... and there's a lot of God is in the audience, and you've got to do the best man speech. Is that right? Oh yeah. my God! Oof, that's a tough. When day. I was getting stoned with my brother's friends, I didn't think it would be for my sexuality, according to Leviticus. Anyway, <laughs> hope you enjoy your starters. <laughs> they a good audience, by the way. They're a good audience. We forgive I, you. I think that's what we need we to forgive get. you. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I just had to finish my set by saying amen. <laughs> and only men. Now <laughs> <laughs> you finished it by going, amen. Oh, <laughs> it's weird though, I can remember, you know when you can, I can like remember one joke from it and it was, it was based, and, and nobody laughed at it. It was basically, I remember saying that my brother going from the priesthood to meeting his wife, I said, I don't know how he managed to meet her at the priesthood. I'm only assuming that he joined up to uniformdating.com. <laughs> And nobody in the audience got it. And I was, but you know that kind of, you, you know when you, you don't get a laugh or something, instinctively yeah. as a stand-up, you know one bit you'll always get a laugh from. <laughs> and you kind of go to that bit. And I was thinking in my head, as soon as I didn't get a laugh, I thought, oh, I should probably do the dinosaur or yeah. something. <laughs> it's going to be a tough game. Just don't do the elephant. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. well, good luck to anyone who's listening to this whose marriage um, wedding has been postponed. I hope it all works out for you. Thank you very much to my panel, Susie Ruffle and Larry Dean. This has been Boys Don't Cry. I've been Russell Kane. If you like what you've heard and you've heard this is a one-off, do hit subscribe. There's something you can commit to, you single <laughs> bastard. Uh, so go there, leave a five-star review if you've liked it. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,